Chapter 23 Susha had spent the last week and a half frantically searching archives of Irish folklore with Sean in a vain quest to find some answers, but all to no avail. She was defeated and sat on the window seat and watched the clear dark night on the harbour below her. It was clear time was running out. October was closing in fast and as she traced the pale crescent moon on the windowpane in front of her, she sighed heavily. She had spent days trying to find any information she could on the puka, where she might find one, how she might make contact. This evening, she had given up in despair. Who was she kidding? She had no clue what she was doing. Without her grandmother or Sean, she was lost at sea. Although in fairness, how in the hell do you even get in contact with a mythical creature? According to modern society, they don't even exist. Her grandmother had caught her this evening and been very upset. Saoirse had promised her she would cease her futile quest and had spent the rest of the evening on the window seat with her comb, emptying her mind of the worries that crowded it. The weather had returned to its proper cycle and the temperatures were dipping. The leaves had finally begun to change colour and fall. The communal garden below her was turning a beautiful golden and the oak trees at the far end of the lawn near the steps to the library were beginning to shed their leafy coats. The light of the crescent moon cast shadows across the garden and highlighted the naturally gathered piles of early fallen leaves. She would normally have loved this time of year and would have kicked her way through the leaves in the garden, but she had no mind for it of late. She had no mind for anything at all. She pulled the silver comb through her long heavy hair, her mind calming with each stroke. She thought how wonderful it would be if she could spend the last of her life holed up here on the window seat, wrapped in her robe, watching the dark harbour ebb and flow below her and numbed so wonderfully by the magic of the silver comb. Wouldn't it be fabulous to be able to block out the reality of the mess of her life and forget about Sean's dead girlfriend, his dead mother and the long list of the other people he was mourning. To forget about the fact that she was a banshee, hard and all as it was to believe, and to finally forget the fact that, in the very near future, she was going to lose her best friend, and all because of some strange and mysterious contract her grandmother had made with the puka. She had spent time with Sean in school over the past few days, but without the distraction of the adventure they had hoped to be on right now, Sean had returned to his morning. She did her best to keep him occupied working on their English project, but the truth was she was as miserable as he was. She was already mourning her grandmother, even though she was still very much alive and well. She found it hard to spend time with her without getting upset, and so had resorted to spending her time on her laptop, searching for information on the puka, and then lulling herself into numbness at the window with her silver comb. Saoirse snapped out of her daze as soon as the moon crept behind a large dark cloud and the garden below went black. A feeling grew in the pit of her stomach 
that she could neither describe or name. But it, it spread outwards and the hairs began to stand on the back of her hands and neck. Her stomach churned and she felt uneasy. She didn't feel as if she was going to faint, but instead felt alert and apprehensive. Something was happening. Something big. A howl, unlike anything she had ever heard, erupted from the garden below and she looked down to be met by the sad yellow eyes of the fox. It howled again, a long and piercing sound that resonated in her head, but it never broke their stare. The feeling of apprehension grew in Saoirse's stomach and while she was in no way threatened by the fox below, she knew this was bad. It was an ally. She was sure of that, and the howl was one of pain more than terror. And then it dawned on Saoirse. The fox was her grandmother's friend, probably a shapeshifter. She had read so much about them of late. Maybe it was a fairy friend that remained in touch all these years, and the bearer of the perfume, no doubt. Saoirse moved to her knees and pressed her face against the glass to see the scene below better. Was her grandmother there too? In doing this, she broke her gaze with the fox and it howled again, a longer and more sourful sound. It was heart-wrenching and Saoirse immediately knew her grandmother would not be there. She panicked, jumped off the window seat and flew across the room, down the two flights of stairs, across the corridor and burst into her grandmother's room. Saoirse wasn't sure what she was expected to find. But her grandmother looked as if she was sleeping soundly. Something told her she wasn't. She stepped closer to the bed and sat slowly down next to her. She held her hand under her grandmother's nose in the hope that she would feel her breath. When she felt none, she placed her hand on her cheek and the cold confirmed her worst fears. What erupted from her lungs was something uncontrollable and indescribable. But Saoirse was sure that the sound could be heard throughout the house and indeed the entire street. The fox echoed her from the window outside. How long she continued to make this sound, she was unsure. But she was still wailing uncontrollably when her mother ran in pulling her away and telling her to calm down. She caught her breath and tried to loosen herself from her mother's grip and return to the room. But her mother held fast and dragged her to the kitchen, sat her firmly on the stool at the island and handed her a whiskey and told her to sip. Saoirse did as she was told. The whiskey warmed her throat as it went down and then exploded into her stomach. She had expected to wince and feel sick, as she had seen in so many movies, but she didn't. She liked the warmth and secretly desired the numbness it would bring. Her grandmother's room was illuminated at the end of the dark corridor, and Saoirse felt she was watching her father in a movie. He was sat in the same spot that Saoirse had been, and he was gently stroking his mother's hair. His back was to her, but from the frequent heaves, Saoirse could tell he was crying. Again, she was overcome by guilt. All too often lately, 
She had made it all about her. She'd forgotten about how this would affect her dad. As she looked up and saw her mother's ashen face, she held her hand out to her mother, who took it and squeezed it. Oh, mom, I'm so sorry for being so self-centered. I just... Saoirse broke down and allowed the tears to flow. Her mother pulled her from the stool and into her arms, and they sobbed as they held each other tightly, letting go of so much emotion. They hadn't been this close for quite some time, and Saoirse was disappointed that this reunion with her mother had to be now, when they both couldn't enjoy it and relish it. But when all that was to be felt was consolation and loss. Saoirse lost track of time and couldn't gauge how long they had been embraced in the kitchen when her father came in and joined them. They all stood hugging each other and sobbing. There was comfort to be found in it and none of them were ready to face the next step.